Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Cookie Cast. Today is the darkest timeline podcast, and uh, you know, still probably quite dark times. But hey, New Year, new you. Maybe it's New Year, new me. Who knows? Maybe this podcast will be different. I mean, it it, it probably won't because this was recorded like three weeks ago. But you know, we can hope. The games, movies, and TV, and uh, other stuff. Stuff that was recorded in that week. So there we go. If you're checking us out on YouTube and you're a YouTube subscriber, massive high five to you, because you're a hero. That's uh, that's aimed at you non-YouTube subscribers. Anyway, here we go. This is CookieCast, the Darkest Timeline podcast. This would be the point where I tell you all about how late it is or whatever. It is late. It's later than even usual. But that's not because I've been dilly-dallying, tossing it off. No, no, sir. I've done a... I've already done a podcast. Which, by the time you hear this, you'll have already heard. Because I'm going to release it. Like tomorrow mm. it does mean unfortunately for you oh you are gonna have to listen to me slurping away on an energy drink because uh, you know gotta keep the lights on somehow haven't you good news bad news depending on how you look at these things this could possibly be the most jam-packed podcast ever I I haven't seen a list like this in a long time uh, and at the time I'm recording we are still locked down so how I have achieved this who knows um, got some stuff, a whole host of movies. Now, is one of those, there are one, kind of two, kind of three, kind of five films on a list of more than five films that I have seen before, and I know the deal. I know that we agreed I wasn't going to talk about films that I'd seen before. But every week that passes, I break that deal down. Um, I've got some some games and some games and some games to talk about. Um, very passionately, I imagine. Um, rather than giving you the rundown of what's to come, we could just crack on. Because my intention is to whiz through this because there is so much. Um, stuff that has happened since last time. I have this thing. Um, I feel uh, as a as an 
as a as a human adult, uh, as a person, that uh, I'm quite susceptible to illness. Um, I was talking about this the other day, where I was saying, as a child, as a very poorly child, I had a lot of things, a lot of things wrong. Um, I had allergies, asthma when asthma was kind of a new thing, hay fever when hay fever was kind of a new thing. Uh, I had a problem with my walking, um, and if you look at my my shoes nowadays, you'll see that that problem is still present. Um, I was what some people would 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 refer to as a poorly child. As the years have gone on, and as I've got older, and all that, I would say not a lot's changed. I am quite susceptible to illness, which makes me super wary of it. Like if somebody says, oh, I'm not very well, immediately I'm like, oh, well, whatever that is, I'm gonna get it. Um, sitting in the middle of a global pandemic, as you can imagine, is uh, not a lot of fun for somebody who's susceptible to germs. Um, and at this point in time, I do feel um, that I don't want to say too much because I have a tendency, I, I have that thing where if I say something about something, it's bound to happen. Um, but I've had this thing the last few days, like I'm dodging the germs, not the draft, the germs. Everyone's like, I got, got, I've got a cold. Like, okay, cool. Immediately, I'm like, well, I'm getting a cold soon. Uh, I've got, I've got a runny nose. Cool. I'll, I'll be getting a runny nose soon. Um, the the number of tissues. I'm, I'm pretty sure um, this household is probably responsible for a small forest at this point in time. I feel like some kind of weird boxer when I'm like dodging and weaving and ducking and and the whole time I'm like I am definitely getting one of these colds because that's the other thing I can guarantee they're all different like all of the children got a cold cool and you blow one child's nose and then you look at the other child, it's like, oh, you need a nose blow. And then I'm looking at like six tissues in my pocket. It's like, whose tissue is whose? Oh, I'm going to have to get another tissue. You know, this sort of thing. Then today, I'm like, is my nose a little bit blocked? You know, it's that kind of thing. Because it's the time of year for it. Um, I think it's probably the last gasps of autumn, we're going to hit the winter, the cold season. But yes, I do feel very much like I'm dodging and weaving. Um, and at any moment I'm going to get hit with the haymaker. And I presume it's going to be an absolute doozy. Um, 
so yeah it's uh, not all wine and roses is it I want to get something out way out I have a feeling I was thinking about this I was, I was driving the car today and I'm like I'm pretty sure I spoke about this this time last year now it's slightly different because of the way the world is at the moment and stuff but there's been this kind of I don't even know where it's coming from there's been this like an announcement but not not like an official announcement but I don't know where an official announcement will come from basically people have been told if you're feeling down you want to lift your spirits put your Christmas decorations up And, and that's what's happening. I people people are putting the decorations on. Like, all right, it's only six weeks till Christmas. Get get your tree out, yeah. Saw an amazing post, which will have only been on. I can only imagine all I've been Facebook or Instagram. Uh, and it was a picture of a shed. Across the top, it was like, "Here's a picture of my Christmas tree." Across the bottom, it was in the shed where it should be because it's November I was like absolutely I get called a Grinch um, I used to have it all the time at work and I'm, this is the stuff that I'm sure I spoke about last year like oh you're a Grinch oh you're a Grinch nope I am a man who has stuff going on you want to sit down and watch Christmas movie with me is it the 1st of December? Let's do this. Is it, you know, second week of November? You can, uh, I, maybe, uh, may, and I've probably said this previously, but maybe I am a Grinch when I don't want to celebrate Christmas in, you know, when, the, when it's 30 degrees, because that's basically where we're at. You know, this whole thing that once the children go back to school after the summer holidays, it's Christmas. Yep, I've got my shorts and my t-shirt on. I've got my trainer socks rocking. I'm wearing, uh, I'm wearing some sliders, but let's talk about Christmas. And, it, and it's this thing. I understand people are down. People have got low moods. I see a lot of posts about these, these, these particularly low moods that people have got at the moment. I get it, I, I really do. And if putting your Christmas tree up is gonna, is gonna raise, rise, raise your spirits, then I am with you on that one. Do whatever it is that you feel you need to do to make you feel better and you make you feel happy. Well, you're not hurting anyone. But for me, personally, me as a, as a as a person, that depresses me more. I drove I drove past it's like a like a block of flats, but not like a like trendy flats. You know, how like all the living room windows are like that. It's not a balcony, but it's got like a railing sort of thing, double doors, all of that, Christmas tree, 
middle daughter's like, Daddy, look, Christmas tree. And I'm like, it's just depressing. And here, I've, I've been thinking a lot about it. I put a lot of thought into this. And I think I've worked it out. So you, you stick with me on this one because it's going to get a bit twisty and turning. Going back to when I was little, not only was I a very poorly child, I used to have this thing where if I got excited about anything, I would get ill. Like I used to get that excited about stuff, I used to make myself ill, like physically sick from excitement. So think about that as a child, you know, birthdays, Christmas, but it was other things as well. I remember going to a wedding and spending like the the wedding reception laid on a bench because I was so sick. I remember my um, my auntie and uncle and my cousins coming to see us. This is when we lived in Manchester and they lived in, in York. And me being in the in the bathroom throwing up when they arrived. I feel like I didn't really see them. I feel like I was that sick that I didn't actually see them. So, that's your first thing. So if you think about it, like, for me being, like, if I got to, like, 1st of December, it's like, oh my God, it's 24, 25 days till Christmas. Oh my God, that's amazing. But I imagine there will have been a point in my life where I've had to start, like, start putting blockers in don't get too excited, you make yourself sick. Don't get too excited about it. Oh, it's exciting though. Yeah, I know, but... And I think it might come from that. I'll tell you this much. I put a film on my, like, on my watch list for for, for Amazon, for Prime. Um, and it's a Christmas film, I believe. I believe it was the night before or something. Seems to be Seth Rogen... Anthony Mackie and Joseph Gordon-Levitt and apparently they're trying to find a Christmas party and I'm like I'm going to put that on my list now because I fancy that and once we hit December which at quite a at time recording is tomorrow I'm going to watch that there we go that to me is that to me is it so, so I've, I've been trying to unpick this this thing, this whatever it is, you know, me saying, oh, that, that to me is depressing. And I think it's maybe like a self-preservation thing, but a remnant of when I was little and when I got sick. Like, I think I've passed a certain point where it didn't happen as much. I had managed to create a level of control. Don't get sick, don't get too excited, don't get sick. You know, not so much a child, maybe more of a, you know, 10, 12, 13, going into teenager sort of area. And maybe it's a remnant of that. You know, if you want, if you want to sit down and watch Die Hard, any time after tomorrow, I'm there. I'll tell you what, let's do a Die Hard 1 and 2 double bill. Die Harder, baby. So, yeah, um, I'm... I'm I'm self-reflecting on this, what people would suggest is Grinch-like nature, which I suggest is just 
I've got more going on. That makes me sound a bit superior, doesn't it? Or I think I'm a bit superior. It's just, you know, let's do Christmas now. I'm fine with that. Shorts and t-shirt, talking about Christmas, good thanks. Right, there's my rant. Over. Over and out. Uh, I like to keep you updated with my running progress. Progress. And uh, went out for a run this morning. Took, uh, took my new running buddy with me. Uh, me and Lan got the got the not so baby baby off to nursery. Got her in a new class, sent her off, and then uh, running time in it. Go out for a run. Had a conversation. I think it was at the weekend about how to make this run longer. So managed to get it to push like quite a bit over not not lows but you know an amount over the two mile mark and i was comfortable with that i was saying like a particular route that i used to go on the, the quote-unquote big run is actually not as far as the run that i've been doing four out of five days so in the end i ended up doing the fifth day as that route because it turned out that that route was longer my aim so here's my goal my goal is to do three miles a day but here's the but don't want to take all day to do it you know i want to get out get it on get back get shower get cracking with the day sort of thing so that's something to work on so there was this conversation oh you know i need to need to get the the distance up leon's like oh well, why don't you go up the hill so there's this you know, it's a steep hill. I don't care how you slice it. It's a steep hill. Why don't you add that on to your run? That'll be a bit more distance. Oh yeah, I'll do that at some point. This got lost in translation and apparently some point was today. Like, I don't want to do it. It's Monday morning. I don't want to do it. Okay, we won't do it then. Well, no. You, you've said we're doing it. So I've now resigned myself to doing it. So we went off up the hill. Man. It's a steep hill. I don't care how you how you slice it, it is a steep hill. So we got up there eventually. I didn't die. Big bonus there. Then it's like right, take a left turn, go down this path back to kinda of where we started go back back the way we came oh is that the right idea well you know let's just let's just do it let's get it done okay i nearly broke my neck dinner because at this time yeah the the mm, i don't know what you'd call it dirt path mud path whatever is it was like a slip and slide there was a point where there was zero traction and I'm just basically sliding down a hill so that was fun um, I will say this for all the huffing and puffing and all the effort that it took to get up that hill ran down the hill set off back 
At this point in time, I'd say I've probably done not half, but not two thirds. Let's say three fifths. Probably done like three fifths of the run. Like, oh man, gotta get back now. By that point, I was I was kind of in the groove. I was doing it. It's like you know, getting it done. I've always said there's a certain point in a run that if you you know once you get past it, you just slip into like cruising gear, and that's it. You can just go at that point. You can go all day. And I think I hit that. I don't know if like going and doing the hill sort of burnt through one type of energy reserve and kind of kicked into a different type of energy reserve, but I was off. So. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of exploring this this running stuff again. Um, I, I am very much aware that at some point there's probably going to have to be a big uh, run. Probably want to be hitting the 5k mark at some point. Um, and as with keeping you up to date with the running progress, um, got back ready for shower times like well it is Monday step on the scales um, three pounds not put on no no lost three pounds last week Which is nothing short of a miracle I must say um, but three pounds is three pounds also pushes me two pounds over the stone mark so I have officially now lost over a stone in all of this uh, lockdown McGubbins um, I it's one of those in it it's an, you know whichever way it's like it's an achievement I haven't achieved what I all of what I want to but it is an achievement and you, you're supposed to celebrate these things um, so I, I was a little I was a little smug. I was a little happy about it. I was a bit like, yeah, I did that. Uh, so yeah, there we go. I'm keeping you, keeping you abreast of the situation. So movies: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine movies. Five of them I've kind of seen before. They're on the list for a particular reason. Let's rattle through them because. It's nine films, you, you know. What are we going to do? Talk films all day? I don't think so. Movie number one, a film I have seen. Oh, it's The Fugitive. The Fugitive is a film I have seen before. Sorry, it was available on Prime. Put it on the list because I was like, I haven't seen that film in donkey's years. And gun to my head. I'm not sure I can tell you all that much that happens in that film. So I have this thing, I, I think the more the more dad I become, the less knowledge, memory, that sort of thing, about certain stuff. Like it's just basically the information I don't need. So with the with the whole 
you know, I've seen it, I know I've seen it, but I don't need to know what happens in the fugitive to do my dad job. So I think it's kind of that. It's like, well, get rid of that information so that you can store other information. Or it's the fugitive. Um, obviously, there's the, the, the very famous bit in the... What is it? The dam, where he, where he jumps off the dam. Good film. I enjoyed it. It was good. Um, I think the thing that... One of those things, the thing that stood out for me the most in that film is that Julianne Moore's in it for like a minute. <laughs> she's in it and then she's not. That's it. I, I, I imagine that was probably at the start of her career. Um, you know, nothing wrong with that. It's a good film. Um, it's very tense. I really gave birth to... Um, the film US Marshals which is not as good um, one of those films that had Robert Downey Jr. in the I don't know I don't know what, what state Robert Downey Jr. was in at that point in time so I wouldn't like to comment uh, but I watched Fugitive and it was enjoyable um, I watched The Prestige. So here's the thing about The Prestige. Uh, I had to watch it because it's on my poster. Problem with watching The Prestige. I'd seen the end. And it's a film that has a twist ending. If you didn't know, by the way, spoilers. Um, and I knew what the twist ending was. I'm not going to say it ruined the film, but it kind of ruined the film. Because the whole premise of, past a certain point in that film, the whole premise is working towards the end of the film, the twist ending, and knowing what the ending was, it, 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 it kind of ruined, <laughs> ruined the film for me. Um... Some very interesting things in that film. Some very um, you've got your you've got your Batman, you know Christian Bale. You've got your Wolverine, Hugh Jackman, Alfred's in it. You know those sorts of things. Like there's a lot of it, it, Chris Nolan, which I didn't realise at the time until I come round to watching it now. It's like oh, this is a Chris Nolan film. Um, so you know the Batman side of it is all there. Michael Caine and. Uh, Things like that. Um, Andy Circus is in it. David Bowie's in it, um, which uh, which was which was cool. Just it was a good. I I did enjoy it. Uh, but I will, <laughs> but what I will say is, knowing the end of that film really did, did kind of ruin it for me. Um, but good film worth a watch right we've got a few films that I've not seen before uh, I watched a film called Filth which is James McAvoy uh, using his natural tongue because it's set in Scotland I listened to a podcast James McAvoy a little while ago and never realised <laughs> never realised he was Scottish 
So he was talking, and I was like, who the hell is this? Um, and then I started playing this podcast to other people, like, who's this? They're like, it's James McAvoy. Like, how do you know that? Well, he's Scottish. Like, cool. Um, a little bit of, a little bit of whatever about this film. Phil, there's a story about a man, a policeman, a Scottish policeman, James McAvoy, who's in the process of going for a promotion, and he wants to discredit um, all of his colleagues, basically. Um, he is a drinking, drug-taking, uh, is the word philanderer? Sounds good, even if it isn't. Um, yeah, he's like sleeping with the wife of one of his colleagues. Um, it's, it's very sex, drugs and not rock and roll policing sort of thing. Absolutely bat shit crazy. Loads of um, loads of act lo loads of actors in a freaking film. Loads of like well known Jim Broadbent in it. The guy it's one of those I always do this. The guy who plays one of Ray Donovan's brothers in Ray Donovan, who was also in like Deadpool Two and a multitude of other things. Uh, often plays like a like a geeky guy, which he did in Filth. It's got uh, what's his name? Sally Hawkins, Moaning Myrtle, um, and the Gruffalo's Child. For you parents out there, absolutely bat shit crazy. That film is bonkers. Very good, very enjoyable. Quite, quite gritty in a lot of ways. Um, few twists and turns along the way. Not, not to spoil anything, but proper mental. Because basically, well, no, I can't say that because I would spoil it. Definitely worth a watch. It's a bit of a you probably want to strap yourself in for this one kind of movie. Um, I put off what it was one of those. I was like, I kind of want to see this, but I don't really know what it's about, and that generally puts me off in a lot of ways so I put off watching it watching it watching it and I reached a point last week where I was like you know something I keep not watching these films because I don't really know what they are so instead of doing that what I'm going to do is watch them so that's that's opened up some of the uh, films that are coming um, so very good film it was very good, but it is a bit crazy, so beware. Uh, another film that I've not seen before uh, is the film Maggie. Not to be mixed up with the film Mandy. Uh, Maggie is Arnold Schwarzenegger in a serious role, which basically is not an action film. It's, uh, it's uh, I suppose a bit more drama. Um, but weirdly enough set in a global pandemic but it's zombies people turn into zombies uh, his daughter has left the family home don't really know why I don't think it actually explained why uh, but has gone off to quote unquote the city and has then been bitten and it's basically the point it starts from the point where he goes and picks her up 
and they're like you know she's probably got a couple of weeks before she turns into a zombie and she's going to go through these series of changes and you can do this this and this but ultimately she'll have to go into quarantine and then ultimately she will not be here anymore it was a real uh what sam would call a slow burner um and very stylized kind of a bit arty in the way it was filmed because of how slow it was and because of how how it was filmed how it was made uh it's really done in it, it kind of wants you to wants to put you in the mindset of what would this experience be like what would it be like if you've got you know a, a, a beloved family member a, a, a child or a sibling or a, a stepchild or you know that sort of thing that was going through this sort of situation obviously it's well at this moment in time fictional sort of situation with zombies and stuff but you know look at where we are now and look at the sort of the situation that you know so when i say it was it was a slow burner that to me conjures up like bad like a bad take on stuff but it wasn't it wasn't it was it was a good film um it was one of those interesting to see arnie in a role like that i know they made a big deal about it and him being in this role absolutely worth a watch um maybe just brace yourself for sort of the content aspect um depending i watched two films back to back one was a film the other one was the sequel to said film i'm not gonna lie i kind of feel a bit what i want to say that i kind of feel a bit dirty but that i just feel a bit like mm, i have to do i'm gonna have to pull off and rip off the plaster i watched 21 jump street uh, and i then watched the sequel 22 jump street luckily enough both films the second one especially they don't take themselves super serious which is helpful there's there's like point there's a point in the first one where they talk about like oh you know with the, the, they make out that it's like the police force but in actual fact they're talking about hollywood like reboots and stuff from the 80s uh which is always clever and entertaining and that sort of stuff um then there's a second one the second one went really hard and heavy on the fact that it's a film and they got a sequel and then, you know, whether there would be more but then took the piss out of itself i can't help the fact that i actually I, there was a few smirks in both of them um you know the the odd smile here and there the odd smirk they'll chuckle maybe um 
a lot of people have told me that they were very good films and I struggled to believe that for a very long time but anybody that ever mentioned those films to me told me that they were good oh have you seen 22 Jump Street no I haven't even seen the first one. Oh, the first one's great you should watch it every conversation I ever had with anybody was that nobody said a bad thing about them so there was that but I was like not it's hard, again a little bit hard to explain I'm not a massive Jonah Hill fan but <laughs> I like him in the films that I like him in it's hard to explain it, I feel it's kind of like I kind of want to not like him but then he's in films and I enjoy him in those films War Dogs, Wolf of Wall Street um, even like This Is The End and stuff like it, it, you know he's you can't get away from the fact that he's quite good in these things uh, Ch Channon Tatum um, I, I, don't, I don't mind you know again another guy that I kind of wanted to dislike but you can't get away from the fact that he's quite good in the stuff that he does. It's quite entertaining. So yeah, you know, Ice Cube. Um, just yeah, it was it was it was good. It, it, even the the original Twenty One Jump Street managed to make an appearance <coughs> in an amusing way. So yes, I had to come clean about watching those. And like I say, I kind of feel a bit weird about it, but at the same time. They, they were they were good they were enjoyable movies so what, what are you going to do uh, the final of the films that I hadn't seen this was a dodgy one for me um, I have I have found myself doing this thing recently where I've put a film on that I know has the possibility of upsetting me And then, kind of not surprised that I then get upset by watching it, sort of thing. Uh, I watched the film Collateral Beauty. Um, one of those films that couple of the actresses, although that's not seeming to be the phrase these days. There were a couple of the actors who were female not huge fans of um i can't think of her i can't think of her name kate winslet not not a massive fan and what's the other one the one that was in pirates of the caribbean <sighs> i don't have to look it up I'll, I'll move on might have to look it up um will smith edward norton the guy from Ant-Man, Michael Penner. Helen Mirren's in it. I quite like Helen Mirren. And then woman from Paris of the Caribbean. What's a freaking name? Ah, anyway, whatever. The subject matter, not great. Not a great subject matter. Uh, right. Will Smith and Edward Norton own an advertising company that is quite obviously quite successful. 
and then Kate Winslet and Michael Penner work for the company but they're also like like heavily invested I don't know if they've got shares or whatever so there must be because there's like a monetary thing um Will Smith's character loses his child and is just then in this like two three year long depression and the company's suffering and these people decide on this plot to try and get him to sell the company is a short version without giving too much away um and then so will smith losing a child not an amazing subject for me then they were like oh how can we uh, kick this puppy up a notch edward norton is dealing with a child uh, like he's gone through this divorce and there's this child and the child um allegedly doesn't want anything to do with him um so there was there was, there was all these these things with these children and you know all this that and the other and it was it was a proper hard one really good film really enjoyable a lot of elements about it i wasn't sure what they were going for so so far through the film you kind of get what the twist is going to be um not the sort of thing you would expect a twist but you kind of get what's going on so far through the film it's like oh oh right i get it um and as it was there was a bigger twist that was the twist the twist was there but there was a bigger twist uh, and the bigger twist made me um not a, a lot of it was not great they, they weren't great subject matters for me and it was a very sad film anyway in a lot of ways but you know the, as the name would suggest the, the, there's this aspect of beauty um even in loss uh but it just it made me upset it upset me a lot um but you know i remember an advert for the cinema and the part of the advert was when was the last time a movie moved you so you know there's an aspect of that and I put it on kind of knowing what I was going into so yeah there was there was tears before bedtime um couple more films really really quick um I don't want to talk about the films as much as a couple of points um as a family we sat down to watch a film and we watched the lion king not not a film i've seen a lot but a film i have seen uh and not it's not a go-to move for me um however my middle daughter likes um uh, there's a lion king tv series called lion guard which is there's a child at the end of the lion king uh, the TV series is about that child. Um, so Simba has a baby, a baby lion, and that lion is the main character in this TV series. So I was like, oh. and I know the the youngest has watched The Lion King, some of it, and quite enjoyed it. So you know, and then my eldest, when The Lion King got mentioned as an option, was like, oh yeah, we'll watch that. So we sat down and watched it. 
there are some things about that film that I don't think I ever realised until having seen it yesterday. Um, some of the voice acting in that film is way off. This is the whole thing like Matthew, Matthew Broderick is the voice of Simba when Simba is fully grown. That voice does not fit that character. Likewise, I was watching it like for um, Mufasa. Is it Mufasa? Simba's dad. Yeah, is that Mufasa? James Earl Jones's voice doesn't suit that character, I don't think. Um, you know, it was still I, I believe it was still at a time when um, when, it, when animation was animation. On the flip side, what I will say is there are certain voices in that film that really do suit the roles. Um, Rowan Atkinson, Nathan Lane, all, all of that's very good. Whoopi Goldberg. Uh, Cheech Marin, uh, I, I keep saying the the hyena, the the Whoopi Goldberg hyena looks like Whoopi Goldberg. It's uh, it's funny. Um, but yeah, there's a couple of voices. Uh, Jeremy Irons, very good role for Jeremy Irons. Uh, but there are a couple of voices that just I just feel don't really fit. Another thing that I will say about the film: there is a song that. The, the character Scar, Jeremy Irons, sings. And I don't want to say sings. I think it's more of a, you know, when when people can't sing very well, so they talk rather than singing. So the, the Scar song, the Jeremy Irons one, it's terrible. Oh, it, oh, it, it almost sends a bit of a chill down my spine. That, that section, it's like, this is awful. So yeah, Lion King, uh, a very, a very odd experience. Um, and finally, another film that I have, I have seen, but noticed something particularly odd about it. Uh, two particularly odd things. Or it's The Money Pit, uh, which I always remember being uh, a film I enjoyed it was one of those it was always on TV at a certain point in time and when it was I would watch it uh, I always enjoyed it Yeah, I have this thing I'm not a Tom Hanks fan now but I used to be like when he made comedies I was a huge Tom Hanks fan when he, was, when he did his comedy stuff uh, maybe that's why I don't like him now maybe it's like a betrayal um Money Pit was one of those films. It was a it was a Tom Hanks comedy, and, and it's an enjoyable, it's an enjoyable romp. Two things. Number one, I had to Google to see if Tom Hanks has had surgery, like like cosmetic surgery, because in that film he's got like this dip, this like extra bit of lip in the middle of his top lip you can tell i'm pointing at it and i'm like i think tom hanks looks like that now it's very noticeable and i can't say i've noticed it in the last what's probably 20 to 30 years it's like is that something that would just fade or is that something that's had to be corrected very 
odd. I googled it, couldn't get a definitive answer. There was a lot about it. he's had various different surgeries and I'm not sure whether those were cosmetic or not. Something else, and if you haven't seen it, this will be a spoiler. Um, something else about that film that I was like, Ooh, wow. The part of the story goes that shit that, that Shelley Long's character has supposedly slept with her ex-husband while she's supposed to be with Tom Hanks, which she lies about constantly lies about for a, for a good section then tells the truth because he keeps saying oh, you know, if you if you tell me the truth I'll, I'll be fine with it she then tells the truth he then gets angry <laughs> and then come the next day she's mad with him and that's how the rest of that's how the rest of that film goes <laughs> She does explain it at one point. She says that she's angry with him because he couldn't forgive her and she couldn't forgive him for that. And I was like, wow. Now there's a, uh, there's a statement. Yeah, I just, watching it, I was like, that's a really interesting take on things. Yeah. Odd one, that. Uh, right, let's talk some games. Game, 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 games. Um, for, for reasons we will come to shortly, uh, I've not been playing a lot of console games. Um, I think I've already mentioned some of the issues I've had with the PS4, um, like hardware issues, so I've been leaning away from it. I've been paying for Game Pass on the Xbox and I've been playing uh, various things on there. I played a couple of levels of Gears Tactics. i tell you this much, I can't think of a game that I've gone off so fast as this. It was a game that I really wanted to play and it was a game I was looking forward to and it was a game that I started and was really enjoying once I sort of got to grips with it because it was took a little bit of getting used to and then it reached a point and I was like I, I don't want to play this anymore that was that then I forced myself to go back to it and the game has added this element to it where like it, it wants you to move, always be moving forward because it's bombing the area behind you and every turn that area moves forward x amount but you but but you can't you can't get ahead of it so you're just getting bombed it's super annoying it it's proper annoying it's it's basically something that for me is a bit of a game ending feature it's like, I don't want to have to deal with this shit. It was fine up till this point. Why have you done this? This is stupid. So, not a huge fan of that addition. And like I say, it's potentially something that is going to stop me playing that game. Um, 
on the flip side, I have revisited a game that I have uh, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed in the past, which is uh, Dead Space 2. I'm playing the second one because I played Dead Space 1 recently, or replayed it for the bajillionth time recently. So I was like, let's get involved on Dead Space 2. Those games are just absolute masterpieces. Like they, they, they are, they are a lesson in games. I know from watching a documentary that the first Dead Space was basically black magic. Like the way they made it and the way they built that game, it was just insane. The second one so far, you know, I'm like, this game is fantastic. Um, obviously, by the third one, it went a little bit off the rails, and unfortunately, I believe it killed the franchise. Which um, I did a gaming podcast like a couple of hours ago or something, and I said if they did a remastered, rebooted, snazzy upgraded version of all three dead spaces it would very much be a take my money now this is a man who is who is currently playing one of them um absolute works of art those games um i'm not entirely sure if i spoke about the humble bundle last week um i kind of feel like i did because i think i might have given a shout out to sam because it was sam that told me about it I just keep coming back to this this thing. There's like hundreds and hundreds of pounds worth of games. I think I, paid, I think I paid fourteen pounds. I got so many games uh, for for the VR. Obviously now the uh, the PC has been upgraded to allow me to play VR. Um, I have played three VR games. Um, I will do them. In the order that I play them, so uh, there was a, I've had download issues, like the Oculus stuff is like, oh, you buy it on the app or you buy it on Store or whatever, and then you try and download it, it's like can't, just just can't, try uh, try closing the app and reopening it, well that doesn't work, restart your PC, well I'm not going to restart my PC now, am I? Eh. Moral to the story is probably should do because apparently restarting the PC solves the problem so some download issues Steam's download is odd like it'll be like oh I'm going to download this game cool I've downloaded that game for you oh nice one cheers do you want me to download it again well we've you've already downloaded it yeah I know I said I did but I didn't uh, okay can you do that then? Sure. I mean, I probably won't. All right, cool. Whereas, like, say, Oculus is like, can't do that, mate. Try turning your computer off. All right, then. So, I played uh, Killing Floor Incursion. Let me just double check. Uh, I've already told you about this. And I've also told you about Steam's odd download system and the hard drive issues so there you go um so we'll skip that i played a game called zero caliber vr something that i am finding is there's um there's like a problem with the settings where it thinks i'm too tall 
um, which for some things you can press a button and it basically recalibrates and you're uh, away you go you're off you're off to the races for other things namely zero caliber vr you can play it for a bit but then when it's like oh go over here and you're stuck in the floor that's kind of the end of that i didn't even get past i think i did like a bit of walking and then it was like oh you know go and do the training so like, all right i'll go and do the training nope stuck in the floor uh and unfortunately that's where that ended i am going to address this issue by looking at the settings i think i need to recalibrate where the oculus thinks the floor is i think that's the issue i've got at the moment uh, so i will uh, attempt to come back and re-review that zero caliber vr for you let's talk about what i can now say is not only one of if not the best vr experiences i've had but one of if not one of the best gaming experiences i've ever had that is boneworks i saw sam the other day saying i'm pretty sure that boneworks was made by like two guys um that game is it, it's awesome um i have finished it uh got a little dicey at the back end there was a bit i was like oh this is this is the end um and i, I kept failing it uh but then turned out preparation was key and i managed to if i prepped it right did it first time uh, i was well happy about that obviously not obviously at all but it, it turned out not to be the end there was more and more and more and then i hit a bit where i got stuck i had to have a fist fight with what was supposed to be myself um and i couldn't do it i couldn't get past it I kept getting killed and would have to redo this quite annoying section again i broke a light bulb uh, in my house i broke a light bulb playing this bit um accidentally it wasn't like a rage thing it was i was trying to climb a wall and i kept hitting the light shade and i broke a bulb did involve looking it up on the internet completely forgot that you can actually slow down time which uh, would help in a fist fight so did that and yet again managed to do it first time uh, went past there and then it was it was kind of like a run to the finish like a run uh, like a section and then there was a lot of climbing a lot of climbing jeez I had a sweat on at the end of that uh, and that was it I finished it finished the game um, just a, a, a work of pure genius a game that makes you think you know you have a, it puts a puzzle in front of you and it goes here's the puzzle and here's the solution whatever it tells you is the solution to the puzzle is not the solution no matter how long you spend trying to make it the solution everything every solution is something different once you get that mindset you're off to the races but getting that mindset is difficult and it's like here's a problem okay all right i see what you've done all right i get it here's the solution okay cool let's make this work like an hour later going i don't i don't think this is the solution what's 
the easiest way of doing it. All right, there we go. It, it was that for like days of playing it. What it does have for the, the people that want to keep playing is it has, as without all games these days, has a zombie mode, which I have had a few goes on. Um, intense, I'm not going to lie, really intense. Um, but a lot of fun as well. It has a thing in it called a board gun. It's like, what's a board gun? A board gun is a gun that makes wooden boards, like planks. So in a situation where you're in a building and zombies are coming through the windows, you can use the gun to board the window up. Super fun. Um, what's the principle that, you know, you get, for each wave of zombies you complete, you get more bullets. Bullets are also currency in that game, so you can use it to buy more guns, but use it to buy keys. Use it for all sorts. Um, and I think the one I played the object was to get so far. Uh, unfortunately, I got so far, and it was like, oh, I need 5,000 bullets. Like, well, I've got 5,000 bullets, I can give you 5,000 bullets for a key. Unfortunately, when I'm putting 30 bullets a time into the machine, it was going to take a while, and the, the, the time between the waves was very short. I uh, did manage to grab hold of a sword and was just like running through the, the zombie people. Multitude of different um, modes, uh, all of which I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to giving a go. I think I'm going to try, is it called Stormland? Is it called Stormland? Is it? Is it? Let's find out. Last, last little bit. Stormland! going to give that a try. I've also got the Climb to give a go. So those are the games that I'm sort of looking forward to trying in my uh, Black Friday purchases. Excuse the belly there. Must be hungry. Just not hungry. Um, so there we go. I don't know. I don't know. I, th I feel that was maybe longer or shorter than I expected. Who knows? I'll find out in a minute when I click the button. Thank you for riding along with me. I know there was a lot to go through, but I guess it's just been a busy week. Um, so yeah, there we go. Thank you very much, and I'll catch you next time. So there we go, what do you think of that? Another one done, and another one gone. Puh. Well, it's New Year, so you know, there'll be plenty more. Well, I hope there will anyway. One of the ways that we can make sure that there's plenty more is by clicking likes and shares and comments. So, YouTube, subscribe, click for notifications, add a comment, all of that. Jump over to iTunes, SoundCloud, and more, more important than any of that, share it with your friends, family and loved ones. That way we can get the word out and bring more fantastic content to, you, to your ear and eyeballs. So that's it for this one. Until next time, I'm going to say bye. I'll see you then. But before I do, Happy New Year to you and yours. Bye!